Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon, welcome to the Punters Mate. It's Friday, the 1st of March 2024, the first day of autumn. You wouldn't think so outside, Sammy, would you? You would not know it, Chris. Oh, uh, gee, it's been a hot week, hasn't it? Uh, it's uh, But we live in Queensland, so that's, you know, that's what... That's what uh, it makes no difference. Queensland. Yeah, no, that's no, right. Doesn't no. doesn't matter what time of the year it is. We, uh, we get up and put shorts and, shorts and thongs yep. on and... Uh, I tell you what, that's why I love living here. Yeah, no, nah, couldn't be. Uh, I think we're in actually for a, quite a warm weekend. I think mid-30s both days, Saturday and Sunday. So there's no end to summer in Queensland at this stage, that's for sure. Uh, looking forward to it. Now, stuff. how's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty good, yeah. It's uh, we did, uh, trackside Monday, Tuesday, and, and uh, it's been quite enough uh, throughout the week. Obviously, uh, punters mate today, and then... Um, I'm going to see my mother, uh, taking the kids and uh, to go and see my mother tomorrow at uh, Byron Bay. Ooh. She's in town. And uh, and then we are, we are heading up to Fraser Island on Sunday, Chris O, somewhere where I have never been. Uh, and and uh, as I understand it, uh, there's no roads there. So, well, how do you get there? Well, you go on the barge, right? Oh, you and do then, too. That's right. And then, but it's all four wheel driving. Yes. Which on the beach. Now I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> can I give a shout out to Darren at Brisbane Mobile Tires? You can at Nunda, right? Because he he put the new uh, slippers on on the car yesterday, <laughs> right? Uh, the Pirelli All Terrains, because uh, my father in law said we have to change the tires uh, to be driving on the beach. So. Uh, already I was going to Nick's, uh, wow, we, uh, really? Is it? And she's like, yeah, it's like full on four wheel driving. And, uh, yeah. So, um, Darren looked after us and, and we got the, got the, uh, the new slippers on the car. So, uh, so looking forward to, uh, the weekend and it sounds like it's going to be eventful. I, I think, uh, Ben and Karen and, and, uh, Hudson, Willow and Imogen, they're joining us and Ace and Libby. So three families and we're, we're heading across. It's going to be good fun. Good job, Darren, from uh, Mobile Tyres, was it? Yep, Brisbane Mobile Tyres in Nunda. He's a Brisbane champion. Brisbane Dead tires. set. Dead set. Uh, and you wouldn't believe it, put some put some new tyres on my car as well, Chris. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, a, a winner over the weekend would be handy. Well, we'll do our best. Uh, well, what, for him, from us? Or uh, what, you had to pay? You still had to pay for these? Yeah, I had to pay for the tyres. No, it's okay. Tyres don't come, nothing comes cheap these days. Tyres are part of that. Uh, the, uh, I tell you what, the, uh, the new, new shoes on the, on the Land Cruiser, you don't want that bill, I promise you. It's a bit different to the Mazda 5. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit different. So that'll, that'll be nice, uh, heading, to, um, heading to Byron, then up to uh, 
to Fraser Island. Now, make sure, Sammy, that you do not feed the dingoes. I've heard this. Yes. Yeah, I've heard you don't feed the dingoes and you don't try and pat them. No, so, just uh, stay away from them. Is there a lot of dingoes? I don't know. I haven't been. Right. You can tell me next week. Yeah. Week so, after. Uh, but anyway, I did a lot. I've, I've got the fishing rods, right? And I'm not a fisherman, but... Uh, uh, well, this should be interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's, I Are you a wannabe what, like I am? Yeah. A wannabe fisherman? Oh, well, I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna have a crack at this, see yep. if I can catch a fish. Got Bought Charlotte a fishing rod. Will's got a fishing rod. We're, Love it. We're, we're ready to go. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's a, different, it's a different world up here when it comes to fishing. I mean, where we come from in Melbourne, you really didn't see too many people fishing. But I know where I am up on the Sunshine Coast, it's not uncommon to see some kids riding around on a bike after school with fishing rods in their hand. You yeah. just think, that's great. That's great. They're really into their fishing up here. If you don't fish up here, you're a little bit odd. Well, it's, um, yeah, I, I think that's a fair call because yeah. I, I know quite a few people just in our street that are, yep. that are keen on fishing. And, and we live, I only live just a block away from uh, the brook, Kedron Brook, and um, there's often people down there fishing. You so. know what's the hardest thing is getting rid of all the guts wanna, and everything afterwards. Yeah, I don't know if I want to eat what comes out of the No, I'll just throw it back. It was just more of a bit of fun, I think. It's hard enough getting rid of all the prawn um, offcuts and stuff for Christmas. You have to put them in somebody else's bin. <laughs> well, aren't you supposed to put them in the freezer? You put them in the freezer and then... Is that and then stick them in the bin on the day on the it goes? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I did hear that after Christmas. So next year or this year, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, Doomben last Saturday was a good meeting. We had the running of the jewel uh, preludes. Of course, the jewel meeting will take place next Saturday on the Gold Coast. Uh, some big race in there on the Gold Coast next Saturday. But we had uh, the winners, of course, all inclusive was very impressive winning. Uh, the Colts and Geldings division for David Van Dyke. And he's heading off to the Golden Slipper, hopefully going to the Golden Slipper. I think we'll run in the Todman in a week and then the Golden Slipper. So all the best there for David Van Dyke. And obviously Ryan Maloney, you would think, will go down for the ride. Um, Ashani Lilly won the two-year-old Phillies prelude. And Stuart Kendrick, he was successful with Defiant Spirit, uh, winning the three-year-old prelude, race number nine, who came with a barnstorming finish for the singing jockey, Robbie Dolan. So well done to all involved there. Uh, a double for Stuart Kendrick on the day, a double for Jimmy Orman, and also a double for Jake Bayless. Uh, Leap to Fame won the Group 2 Newcastle Mile last Saturday. It seems to be Leap to Fame's in our segment here every week, Sam. He must go around every week and win every week. Yeah, he's uh, he's an absolute uh, superstar, isn't he? Grant yep. Dixon has Leap to Fame, isn't it? I think and, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, he's uh, yeah, super horse, and aren't they uh, aren't they warriors? Those those standard breeds. Yeah, yeah, they so, are, aren't they? Do you know there was one um, uh, something Bromac that ran at Albion Park on Tuesday? I'm pretty sure, and it was start five hundred and thirty four. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was five hundred and thirty four. Wow, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. They they're just yeah, they'll they'll just. Go around every week for twice a week. They do, sometimes. <laughs> now, he led all the way and won that um, Newcastle uh, Mile, Group 2 Newcastle Mile. Now heads off to the Group 1 Miracle Mile next Saturday night, of course, at Menangle. Uh, Fab's Cowboy registered win number 51 to draw level with Walk Cool's modern race record when he won at Mount Isa last week. So now Fab's Cowboy, trained by Bevan Johnson, has had 149 starts, Sammy, for 51 wins, 51 wins, 31 placings, 
Oh, sorry, 31 second placings and 12 thirds. So 51 wins and 52 placings. He would never appear in the sausage file. Hasn't he been a, a good horse? And just a, he's obviously as sound as a bell and loves his racing. And and you can see that by, you know, the, just the way he goes out and, and puts himself on speed. Well, he puts himself anywhere. And he, yep. when the pressure comes on, he just keeps digging in at the end. And I love seeing horses like that. And we... And we get to see it up here in Queensland a bit more, don't we? Because um, we have so many race meetings yeah. and those lesser race meetings over the weekends on Saturdays. And you get horses like that can just keep banging around for year after year after year. And um, in fear of talking about myself, Chris, oh, it's, I used to ride a horse back in the day called Laronti. And uh, Deirdre Bowman trained Laronti. And I remember winning on him at um, at uh, Terralgum when he was 12 years old. And... <laughs> You know, he was like, you'd ride him back in the field and then he'd just truck up. And I was an apprentice and couldn't ride much. And, and you know, he would just truck up through the field. He'd be t- sort of taking you. And then next thing, bang, he did the front and blow him away. He was such a good horse to, to ride race. as a kid. Yeah. You know? And 12 years of age and, you know, he, he didn't rack up as many wins as uh, as Fab's Cowboy, but I think he won, uh, I'm pretty sure he won a couple of golden topazes. He definitely won one, but I'm pretty sure he won two. And he was just a good, good old handicapper, good sprinter, you know, and and even still going at 12 years of age, um, he, he went out on the track and he just, he'd be keen to the barriers. He just had so much zest for racing. And I love seeing that. That's, um, that's what you want in a horse. And it is. Fab's Cowboy, he's got it in, uh, well, he's got it in spades, hasn't he? You wonder how long you'll keep going around. You certainly try and break that record, and there's every chance that he'll do that uh, in the near future. Now, of course, this week we had the Queensland Winter Racing Carnival Program unveiled. Gee, some big numbers here, Sammy. We commence on the 4th of May with the Group 2 Queensland Guineas. More than $28 million in prize money up for grabs. $9 million races and 55 black type features across 11 race meetings. How's that? Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and you know, the, we've said it, um, well, we've said it for a long time now. This uh, The carnivals up here, they've really got their place and they've really cemented a, stop in, a, a spot in the, uh, in the racing calendar as being a really popular, you know, at both winter and, and yeah. summer carnivals. You know, they, they're targeted from horses, uh, trainers down south, that's for sure. Well, of course, we had, uh, we had without a fight, come out of the carnival last yep. year. Uh, announced himself during the carnival, winning the uh, the Q22, uh, winning a race prior to that, and then going to Melbourne and winning the Cups double. Uh, we saw Think About It come out of uh, winning the Stradbroke and then going on to win the Everest. So the best lead, the best form guide you can get for the spring carnival seems to be the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Uh, the trilogy of million-dollar sprints were headlined by the $3 million star Stradbroke, and we, of course, have the uh, Doom and 10,000 and the $1 million Kingsford Smith Cup. Uh, they are the lead-up races to the Stradbroke, and they form part of that trilogy of million-dollar sprints. Uh, the Q22, uh, there's a free golden ticket into the Caulfield Cup if you win the Q22 this year. Keep that in mind. Uh, and just picking the eyes out of some of these things, there's, there's a lot to go through, and I, I wouldn't even attempt to go through all of it to take up the entire show. But there will be a Friday night meeting in May at the Gold Coast. Uh, it's a new meeting. And it'll be headlined by a $1 million Magic Millions National Two-Year-Old Classic over 1,000 metres. And that'll coincide with the National Weanling Broodmare and Yearling Sale. So night racing at the Gold Coast, Sam, it's not far away. 
Yeah, well, it's um, it's definitely uh, you know, there's it, it, a big population down there, isn't there? And the fact yep. that um, uh, where that track is situated, it's um, you know, it's right on the well, it's right amongst the city, isn't it? Yeah, you know, so it's very oh, handy. It's... Well, you you've walked from the beach to the track, haven't you? I've walked home more than I've walked there. <laughs> <laughs> so I've it's noticed a great, some changes over time too. There used to be paddocks, and now it's roads. <laughs> Uh, of course, more outstanding racing coming up in Sydney and Melbourne tomorrow with Group 1s all over the place. Can't wait for that. Uh, I wish I win. Looks as though he's heading for the Brisbane Winter Carnival. So there's another big plus, Sam. Yeah, Peter Moody, he loves supporting uh, Queensland. He's a Queenslander himself through and through. And it's, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting that uh, he's targeting, uh, uh, I wish I win, uh, are targeting the Brisbane Winter Carnival. But it's a great thing, great thing for, for Queensland racing and uh, yeah, it'll be good to see Moods up here with uh, with the superstar horse that he is. Uh, interesting article. I, was, I often read RaceNet, source of really good information. Uh, an article during the week there uh, regarding J-Mac, and it's probably only a matter of time before he heads off to Hong Kong, Sammy, where he could earn 4 to $5 million a year and uh, work less hours. Would you be going if you were him? Yeah, well, and the, the, tax, the tax set up there is... Uh, so beneficial to jockeys, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, you get crippled with tax here in Australia and, and over there it's, uh, 10%, isn't it? So it's, uh, all close to something wow. around that. So it's, it's huge, huge money and, and a great opportunity and, and a great city to live in. Also. If he goes, I'd love to see him go while Zach Purton's still there. Yeah. Head to head. That'd be something. Yeah. It's, um. Well, I think just in in the time that he spent in Hong Kong, J-Mac has, yeah. gets really good support from the big stables and the big owners over there. And, uh, yeah, I think very quickly um, he would be on the heels of Zach Burton. Zach's been there a long time. And, uh, well, he's, he's uh, you know, once Douglas White finished up, yep. Zach just took it up, didn't yep. he? And, and uh, he starred. So it'll be interesting to see how much longer Zach goes for. Yeah, and, of course, um, Ben Thompson – is over there at the moment. He hasn't ridden a winner as yet. Uh, ben will be back in early April. We might try and catch up with Ben in the next couple of weeks and see how it's all going over there. Uh, now, this one, I could have put this in talking point, and maybe I should have, but no more bookies at the stall gift, Sam. Yeah, that's so... This is a, a Victorian institution every Easter, is the I stall gift that. running race. I read that, and that's that's very sad. Did you read the, read as to why? No, what was... Was what to was... do with the fact that they have under... Under 18s running in the race, and the oh. actual the two champions, the two standing champions, I think the men's and the women's or whatever, they're both young. So therefore, if you've got a race that's containing uh, younger people under the age of 18, then we shouldn't be betting on it. So the AFL and the NRL, I'm sure they have a few players going around each week under the age of 18 or 18 or 19. Now that sort of thing, I don't understand it. What are we doing? The Nanny world, state. The world's gone mad. Nanny state. Glad we're out of there. The world's gone mad. Um. Ben Thompson, we've already discussed. We're going to chat to Stuart Kendrick today. And Stuart will be able to talk to us about the exact thing I'm going to talk to you now on our Talking Point segment. Holly Tracks. They've been in the news a little bit in Queensland this week because... Because of all the rain we had on the Sunshine Coast over the past month, month and a half, and maybe even a bit more, we lost a meeting or we, we were abandoned after two races at the Sunshine Coast last Sunday because the rain has been relentless in that area. Relentless. Uh, and why did, why, 
just just on that, why why did they uh, not want to ride the jockeys? Was the track unsafe? There was I mean, a there was a section of track before the home turn that they said was unsafe for racing. Right, the jockeys did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, what happened was to give the track a rest. Uh, the powers that be decided to run tonight's meeting on the poly and Sunday's meeting on the poly. Okay. Tonight's meeting is going ahead, small fields. Sunday's meeting had to be abandoned because there weren't enough horses to make up a meeting. Is there a future in these poly tracks? Even when it's wet, it seems to be that up here, no one wants to race on them as a, as a, um, a, something different as against the grass. So if the grass is unavailable, the poly tracks available, uh, no, most of the trainers don't want to race on it, or the connections. There's no, Where are they going? There's, there's no substitute for grass, right? Yes. So there is no substitute for grass. And these poly tracks, I'm yet to see one, and I rode on a few of them and obviously rode a lot of work on them. Uh, they're, they're not proven as being good for horses, I promise you, right? Horses pull up sore that um. For a long time, those horses in Packenham, at Packenham down south, they were pulling up coughing and um, it would take them two days to get over a race because of the, the kickback. And why are they all different? They're, yep. they're all, that none of them are consistently the same, right? So, so it's a know, betting proposition. Why, exactly. So why, why, you know, when you bring, when, when you, when you bring something new into racing, right, you, you want it to be effective yep. and you want it to be, uh, do well for the sport, right? Does poly track does poly track racing do well for the sport? Well, I it don't doesn't do, seem to. I don't watch it. I don't bet on it. It's it's. Do you know what the horses? The, the only horse that you see consistently turn up and win every week is Rone uh, at Ballarat. She it's, she's won about thirteen on it. But they, you know they a different one wins every week, right? So for me, I, I'm and and I I know what horses feel like on. Uh, artificial tracks and they're hard. They don't pull up well. They pull up scratchy. It takes them a couple of days to get over races. So, so if they're so good, what, why aren't there fields of 15 well, e- every meeting, right? They're not because do you know what? They're not effective. They are, they are, it's poker machine racing. It's just turn up, roll round, win, win, you know, but it, like I say, different one wins every week. It's, well, it's if they were so good for horses, right? And if they were the secret to, uh, you know, the track's too wet, so let's go on the poly track. Well, why does everyone scratch? Mm. Why does everyone scratch? Because mm. you know what, people don't want to race on poly tracks. Well, I think you know, in the situation of the Gold Coast where they are out of action for a year, I think it's been a good thing because it's kept the industry going down there. Otherwise, what are all those trainers, jockeys, stable hands, everyone but involved? Is it? But does it? Because what you know done? what, it's you know, but. But, well, it, it is what it is. Well, why can't you go to Bow Desert? They could have gone to Bow Desert. Right. So so what I'm saying is, is like, um, that I, I hardly even look at those races at the Gold Coast, but aren't they fields of four and five and Generally, six? Generally. And yeah. they run like trials. All poly tracks are up here are they're, all they're, small fields. They run like trials, you know. It's, it's, so well. it's, it, do, it does nothing. And I, I love horse racing, right? But, but it, I watch that and I go, well, I just don't even get anything out of that. Right? So, so we better just so abandon does, the meeting and just, well, that's it. Well, what, you know, how much do they get out of them? How much money do these poly meeting, how much do these poly tracks, uh, uh, revenue do they bring? You know, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, that's for obviously, um, those higher up and, and smarter about it. But if it's so good for racing, 
It's as, as a spectacle, it's not, I don't think it's as a betting proposition, it's no good. So, and, and for horse welfare, it's the, the horses, horses don't pull up well on them. And like I say, if it is so good, why haven't we got fields of 15 every time they have poly track racing? Cause well, they don't. They we don't. are going to speak to Stuart Kendrick very shortly. And he's got a few runners, quite a few runners tonight. And he scratched a few as well. Uh, from the uh, Polytrack meeting at the Sunshine Coast. So we'll get his opinion on some of those uh, points that you've brought up. Now, racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And we're racing tonight, of course, on the Polytrack at the Sunshine Coast. Tomorrow we race at Eagle Farm. We race at Dolby. It's a Dolby new market, Sammy. Looking forward to that. Sure. Uh, we're racing on the Polytrack at the Gold Coast. And uh, no Toowoomba tomorrow night. But we race at Charleville, Charters, Ta- Charters Towers and Gympie. They're all non-tab meetings. And, of course, Sunday, no poly at the sunny coast, but the Cairns meeting, which was cancelled from today, will be run on Sunday afternoon. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on The Punters, mate, on this Friday afternoon. And as promised, Sammy, we're going to chat to Stuart Kendrick and... uh, (laughs) Poor old Stewie. Uh, we just discussed poly tracks, and here we are with a meeting at the uh, Sunshine Coast coming up very shortly. And uh, Stewie's got plenty of runners on the poly track. Good afternoon to you, Stuart. Afternoon, gents. How are you? Very, very well. How do we find you? Yeah, no, uh, very well. Um, no rain, which is a good thing for a change. We've had plenty of that up here. So, yeah, yeah no, beautiful day today. So hopefully it, uh, it stays that way for a little while. It's been relentless, hasn't it? I mean, um, I felt for track manager there, Murray Weeding, I, I, last weekend I think we just about got back to a good four, I'd say, a soft five Saturday night, and then it all came down again, then it all hit the fan, I, and we were back to square one. Yeah, true. It's, it has been one of those uh, summer periods. It's just, just week after week, and everything just starts to dry out of touch, and you get a little bit of uh, you know a bit of growth back in, and then boom, we have more rain, overcast weather, and it's just been uh, yeah, it's been tough, obviously, for, for track managers, you know, trying to maintain these tracks. And uh, as we saw last week, it sort of came to a little bit of a head, and we lost you know part of the meeting, and uh, and then on the synthetic tonight, so. Um, yeah, it's been a bit frustrating all around, especially trying to do your programs for horses and keeping owners uh, informed where their horses are running. But unfortunately, one of those things we've had to deal with this year. It's uh, look. Not only does it affect the the, uh, the racing program and and for trainers and jockeys. Uh, Stewie, but Chris Nelson's golfing program—that's what gets. That's what he mostly gets upset about because he's he only likes going out in the sun. I don't like playing in the rain. Yeah, he's he's, he's not a wet tracker. He's not a wet tracker. But I tell you what, getting back to the poly tracks, uh, Stewie, and I and I've just had a rant about it as I do it on uh, Talking Point, and and I just think. Um, Sure, they have their place, these poly tracks, and, and I think, but uh, there's no there's no doubt that we don't really want to see four and five horse fields week in, week out, whether it be at the Gold Coast or at the Sunny Coast. It's, you know, it's it's not ideal because they're basically run like trials and it's, we, we need a bit of a consistent theme with them. And, and I find that that is the thing from somebody that, that, uh, has had experience riding on them and then and then watching racing on them. Polytracks, 
you know, up here in Queensland and then down south, they all seem to be different. You know, the Pakenham one has severe kickback. Horses don't pull up so well. Then it's different to the Ballarat one, then different to, to the one at the Gold Coast. And, you know, it. I, I don't think they've actually mastered a, a consistent theme with these artificial surfaces. Yes, I mean, look, you, you probably um, hit the nail on the head there. I mean, uh, my theory is with them, and until you get some consistent form and you can actually see what horses handle the poly tracks or what horses handle the synthetic tracks, when we sort of just have to pluck them out of the uh, out of the air when we've got uh, bad weather, um, you're not going to get the turnover, you're not going to get the trainers and owners supporting them as much. So when they put the poly track in up here, you know, the idea was to obviously try and get a little bit of a, a poly track program going and uh, and getting that consistent form that people could actually rely on. And then the Gold Coast, obviously, they were getting the poly track in, so hopefully those trainers down there had the opportunity to see which horses handled it. We then, you know, could have a little bit of a poly track circuit when the weather was bad or whether when we the tracks needed a break because as you know I mean the amount of racing that we have to do these days um, you know it's very very difficult for the track managers to maintain these grass tracks all the time especially when you get the weather so if we had the opportunity to give them a little bit of relief and still have some good consistent form um, that people were confident on punting on then that's going to work but probably what you said there is the biggest issue that they're different from one synthetic surface to another so that makes it hard so if you say okay this horse handles the the gold coast poly then comes up to the sunny coast poly and races differently that's going to cause a you know cause yeah. an issue because you've, you've obviously got a you know you've got no confidence in punning on it that way but if we could get some consistency across the board don't get me wrong i mean i'd love love to race on the grass track and good surfaces all the time but as we know, you know, we've had a lot of scratchings recently uh, on all tracks with the with the heavy track. As soon as we get a heavy track, we get the same the same issue that um, people lose confidence on a punting on it and, and b racing on it. So it's a it's a tricky one. I mean, the, the consistency I think in the tracks um, are good individually. Like I know our track is a, a good even surface horses that do handle it we know in their work that they skip across it others do find it um you know more taxing on them if they've got little issues or their action doesn't support that sort of more um you know uh jarring sort of action they can do rather there's not as much slide as what we've got on the grass and and that can sort of pull them up but i've had other horses just skip over the top of it so it is it is one of those tracks that you do need to get that that form guide on if you like and see what horses do handle it and, and how hard is it for you? I mean, you've got, uh, we've got a meeting tonight where you had several and you still have got several acceptors, but you've scratched a couple as well. Is that anything to do with the track? Uh, not particularly with the track. I mean, the, what we, we lost a meeting here on Sunday as well, which was another poly track, and the, the whole meeting fell over. There's obviously um, races at the Gold Coast as well. Then we've got next Wednesday as well, which is a, a Brisbane meeting. Um, so it's just a matter of trying to juggle and, and place your horses in the best possible races to, to get a return for your owners and where you can get a result. Because, like, tonight, um, you know, we had a few races where we had um, uh, two or three horses yeah. in the same races. Um, there's the opportunity for a couple of them on the turf on Wednesday. There's also the opportunity now next week. We've uh, got a new program for next week as well. So, you know, there's, you know, you've sort of got to look at it, look at the speed map, see where you think your horse can be and, um, you know, give each one every every best opportunity. So that's that's the reason. It's a, it's a lot of juggling at the moment. I mean, we've gone from 
doing programs looking at these races this weekend to be grass tonight, grass on Sunday, grass at the Gold Coast on Saturday. Now we've got three poly tracks. Yeah. So, you know, you're still trying to, to get your horses to the races for your owners, but you've obviously got to get them, um, you know, the best races to, to try and get a return. So it's, it's, it's been a real juggling act for all trainers, I think. And, you know, we've probably got the advantage we'd know which horses sort of seem to like it in their track work. That yes. doesn't always relay to race day, but, you know, in their work we can get an idea, whereas a lot of the Brisbane trainers obviously can't do that. So, um, you know, they would have programmed their horses to possibly start tonight or over the weekend and they've had to pull the pin. We're going to have, obviously, massive noms in these grass tracks over the next couple of uh, couple of weeks in Brisbane, you know, Ipswich, etc. So, um, yeah, it's just... Trying to place your horse, that's basically what we've been trying to do. And just my last my last comment on it, you mentioned their speed maps. I find it so difficult on the poly tracks because one week they seem to be all winning from the front and the next next week they're getting momentum around the home turn and coming down the outside. Uh, yeah. Do you find that <laughs> as well? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, obviously depending on the weather conditions, what weather we've had and, you know, all of that, and that, that's where it comes back to the consistency. You know, if you know a horse can just ping the gates, you know, get on the bunny over the you know, on the poly and hard to beat, you know, that's that's a big thing. But the next week, if, if the, you know, we've had more rain or the track's a little bit, you know, graded differently and, and they can swoop around the outside, then, you know, you, you know, your speed maps go out the door. So, I mean, from our point of view, we're probably lucky that we can, uh, tonight we can watch the first couple of races and see how it plays out before we have any runners and then, um, you know, obviously try and uh, work out where we're best placed from there. Now, your own form recently has been outstanding. Uh of course, Defiant Spirit was uh, was dominant, winning last week at Doombin. On to the uh, duel next Saturday, I guess, is the plan there? Yeah, that, that's been the plan with him. I, I thought he had a, a you know a couple of really good runs to uh, at the end of his sort of last prep. We gave him a little freshen up with the, the duel in mind. And, um, yeah, sort of the jaw dropped a little bit when we drew the outside alley and um, had to, you know, have, have a lot of luck, but... Um, you know, Robbie Dolan gave him a terrific ride and, um, you know, he's a quality horse, I think. And hopefully he can uh, give them something to beat next week in the duel and, um, you know, it might be a nice carnival horse for us. Stewie, Robbie Dolan has uh, been getting a bit of support from you. He's a, a great talent and, and, yeah, I think uh, he's fantastic to have up here in, in the Queensland jockey ranks. Yeah, Sammy, definitely. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, a very good jockey, as we know, and, you know he's uh, he's been flying since he's come up here, and he's um, he's obviously getting on some nice horses, and he's riding well. Um, but he gives you a lot of confidence. He's um, you know he's very positive, and uh, I, I like the feedback that he gives us. So he suits a lot of our horses. He's got you know he's got that sort of little bit of a patient attitude, but he can really pick them up the, that last uh, furlong when he needs to. So it's been good having him on, and um, yeah, we've been having a lot of luck lately. Now, just looking quickly at uh, tomorrow's runners at Eagle Farm, you've got uh, Enterprise Defence. And can't recall one in the first race. Uh, I think thirteen hundred metres at Eagle Farm is perfect for Enterprise Defence. Yeah, he's um, look. He's a lovely horse. This horse. He's, he's probably going to be better uh, next preparation. That's for sure. Over a little bit further, but uh, we just sort of kept him, you know, kept him a little bit fresh and humming over for for this race. We lost a race there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we thought this will you know, won't be a big field and won't be overly strong. So. It looks a really nice race for him. Um, his work's been excellent. And I think each each race he's had, the penny's just dropped a little bit more, a little bit more. You can sort of see his first two runs. He did it a little bit wrong when the pressure went on him just before the turn. And once he balanced up, he hit the line well. We've, we've been working on that. We've got the senior jockey on uh, tomorrow. I think that's also, um, you know, a big plus for him as well. And um, 
yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can see him put it all together. Obviously, Lee Friedman's horse was uh, very impressive in a in a maiden, but did have all the favours that day. Jumped right on the bunny and uh, sprinted away. So, hopefully, we're not too far off it, and you know he should run well. So. Yeah, really like the horse. I think he's going to be a very nice horse next prep. Race three, you got maximum output. Yeah, he's a, a little stable favourite. He's he's only tiny, but he's a, a tough little horse. I thought his first up run was good under the circumstances in one of those hundred thousand dollar races we have up here. Um, but he uh, drew awkwardly. He was wide the whole way, and just blew out that last furlong. So should take some nice. You know, nice improvement off that. And if you can have a little bit of luck again, um, you know, from just that slightly awkward draw, I think he'll run well. Now, race four, you've got Disputed River, who's flying going around again. I know why he's flying, Stewie, because so I jumped off him two starts ago, and now he's really hit four. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do the right thing, and I'll stay off him tomorrow. But uh, he's going really well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. He, um, <laughs> Anytime. He's... Um, <laughs> yeah, look, he's, he's been a work in progress, this horse. When we first got him up, he, he was quite an immature horse. And um, But, look, he's, uh, I've got a couple of really good track work riders that have been doing some terrific work on him. And we've just been putting a lot of time into just getting his confidence up in his track work, which has paid off. Uh, put Jake Bayless on him and just said to Jake a few runs ago, just you know, ride this horse quietly. You know, his first up run at the Gold Coast was excellent when he was back in the field and he hit the line. And then we sort of tried to um, roll forward on him, which his form was a little bit down south, and he just wasn't finishing off. So we elected to just go back in the field, ride him nice and patiently, and you know, Jake's ridden him a treat since. And he's, he ran second, uh, I think, midweek at, um, at Eagle Farm, and then he's won his last uh, his last two. So uh, it was good to see him really hit the line uh, You know, last start. We just tipped him out on the water walker, gave him a bit of R&R for a few days after that run. He's absolutely bounced out of it, and we just let him roll along yesterday morning, and he was, uh, yeah, full of uh, yeah, full of beans, so happy to go around again, and a good soft gait again. So these horses, if they can run 2,000, 2,200 up here, um, you know, they're a good chance of knocking these type of races off. Race five, hard reaver, and this horse is in good form. Yeah, he is. He's a, um, a big gentle giant, this fella. He's uh, a massive big horse. Um, uh, Nathan, my son, bought him for crew racing. I think he paid next to nothing for him. He's a cheapie, and uh, he's done a great job for him. And uh, I thought his, his win the other day was really good. It was his sort of first time he stepped into open company and, and uh, run won really convincingly. So he's drawn that awkward gate tomorrow. I would have loved a nice soft gate and be able to just park up behind. So we've probably got to ride him a little bit uh, negative out of the gates, just uh, let him find his feet and have the last crack at them. But, look, he's been going terrific, and, um, yeah, hopefully he uh, gets a little bit of luck again tomorrow. And you wind up the day with Seneschal in the last. Of course, uh, a winner for you last start, only third run for the stable. Can he win again? Yeah, look, I think he can. I mean... He was one of uh, those runs the other day. Robbie gave him an absolute uh, perfect ride. He just sort of sat in behind the speed and just tracked into it coming to the turn and uh, got all the favours on the fence. So he had uh, everything go his way the other day, which was good. And we're just going to need, again, that little bit of luck. If he can just get the back of something and be sort of sitting fourth, fifth there with a little bit of cover and have the last crack at them, I think he'll run well because, you know, he's a lovely horse, well-bred horse. And, again, I think he's going to be a nice horse, um, yeah, over the next uh, couple of preparations. All righty, Stewie, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Best of luck tonight on your home track, tomorrow in town, and, of course, next Saturday on the Gold Coast with uh, Defined Spirit. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Stuart Kendrick joining us there, Sammy. Uh, great to chat to Stewie, and great to get his ideas and thoughts and comments on the poly track.
Yeah, that's for sure. He's uh, he's a great horseman and he's a terrific trainer and does a great job with his horses and, and a great fella. He's a uh, yep. big, big fan of the show, punters, mate. He is? Well, who isn't? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, we will be back after the break with one of our most popular segments, Sausage of the Week. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEM. All right, Sammy, it's that time of the week where we pot a few horses. Oh, wow. Sausage of the week time. All righty. Now, I've got some here. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to put this one in, but I'm going to bring him up. Golden Boom. Mm. Is he a sausage? Mm. He got beaten last week as a. I couldn't believe the price he was put out at. Dollar forty odd in the morning. Dollar forty five in the morning. I think he got out to a dollar sixty. But he was always going to be a query that last fifty meters. Of course, he got run down by Legal Esprit. Would you sausage him? Uh, I think he's near. Yeah, he's near getting in that category. I reckon. Eleven. Not one of mine. Dog. He'd be hard to place, wouldn't he? Now. Not one of mine. Twelve hundred's a bit too far. And there's not that many 1,100-metre races going around probably suit. So mm. Tony Gollan's got a, you know, a job there to try and find a race for him. Um, yeah, I'm not going to put him in. I'm not putting him in yet. No way, no. So I've, got, I've got a couple from uh, further up north, oh. Townsville, during oh. the week. <laughs> Forsetti has got me a few times, right? Got me again on Tuesday. Yeah. And Cool Means, I did my brass on Cool Means and... I'll tell you what happens, right? I'll tell you what happens. So I'm giving it a bit of an excuse, but uh, you go out, you jump out, and you ride them dead cold out the back, right? And then you and and then it storms two starts ago, right? And but the race was all over. Then you go up to a fourteen hundred, right? And this was my greatest fear. Don't try and ride it close. Because it, it likes to be found its feet early yep. and it'll give you a good two furlongs on the way home. No. But then you ride it one out, one back, right? Yep. Too much pressure. Yep. And then it's there, but then when you push the button, oh, I've got no carrots left yep. because I used them all up. That's right. right? To get there. It's, you know what I mean? Like, you just like, don't. Bum- was it bustled don't... early to find that spot? Well, yeah, it was. No, it, was do that. it was. That's it. Just, just. Just so you know, if you sit quiet for the first three parts, this will finish so well, you, just like it did last time round. Are you sausaging the horse or the jockey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the jockey? Are you allowed to say? Uh, I think no, it I might have worry, been Scotty Sheagol. Oh, really? I, I okay. think it might have been Scotty Sheagol. Yeah. It's the first time I've had a jockey in, but you're not really sausaging uh, the jockey. I just, I just, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I was, you know, I was confident. I had a bet, and I yeah, just thought... Sounds like it. Don't ride him up on the speed. Don't do that. All right, what about uh, one of yours that went around on Wednesday at uh, Doombin? DeMarco got beaten again. He's I think that's a... 17 or 18 starts now for one win. It's a cockroach. Cockroach. I've got one too, and I think SEN Track's own Sammy Collett rode this, but it's not her fault. Binding's the horse, and he likes to bowl along, and when he gets these soft leads, he doesn't find anything in the straight. Thought, well, this is your chance on Wednesday. Nothing in the tank. First horse beaten. And I think because you're off next week, I think Sam Collett's going to co-host the show with me. Oh, cool. And I will be asking her about binding. 
good. Okay, so I marked that down. And I've got an extra. Have, As, you, got, have you got any others? Uh, apologies to Scotty Sheargold, Adam Spinks, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Spinks, right? <laughs> Scotty, Scotty will be listening. Scotty will be listening too. He He's used, a fan of the show. He used to write at last preparation. Yeah, but well, anyway, maybe he needs to get back on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I've got an extra special sausage this week. Doomben Racetrack. It's absolutely killing me. It's killing me. And I did some stats during the week, Sammy, because I just thought, why am I getting it so wrong at this track lately? Uh, if you're in the first four over these races between, say, 1,010 and 1,350, you're winning 70% of the races. If you're in the first five, you're winning 80%. So there's a free bit of uh, form guide for you. Don't even worry about your form guide. Just work on your maps. <laughs> Killing me, Doombin. Can't wait to get back to Eagle Farm tomorrow. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au On the Gold Coast in the sunshine a holiday paradise Sammy? Chris, hi. We've got Gibbo on the line but, uh, and look, I'm really appreciative of Gibbo's time this afternoon because we've uh, interrupted him. He's just getting himself ready for a big night out at Melba's. Is that right, Gibbo? Oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe you'd know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> only slip, only, sli- only slippery, only slippery cats get in there. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, they've got booth number two named after him. <laughs> Is that one of those joints where you walk around, you stick to the floor? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, the carpet. I was often falling asleep. I was falling asleep on the floor back in the day. <laughs> Oh, dear. Anyway, we digress. Uh, racing, of course, tomorrow is on the poly track. Then we've got the big meeting next Saturday, the dual meeting. Some really good racing back on the grass. Have you got one for us on the poly track tomorrow? Yes. Um, I think race five, number five, I don't know how you pronounce it, Bieres. I don't know, not very cultured me, but um, <laughs> B-I-E-R-E-S. Yeah, I'll do. Some beer. sort of a How about beers? Beers. Yeah, that'll do. Beers. Get on the beers. Yep. Um, yeah, just look, going really good. Um, just beaten by Skater, who's in this race, last start in Toowoomba, but was a good winner here too back, and you just got to promote them when they you know they handle this track, and it was very good here. So I think race five, number five, is probably the one at the coast that um, could be the bet for the day there, I think. Okay. Where else would you like to take us? Uh, let's go Eagle Farm. Well, this has just come in <laughs> a bit this morning since uh, we've talked. Uh, Eagle Farm race nine, number two, Sharp Dazzler. Um, I know trifling had come out, but it was still sort of $3.40 Thursday into two sixty now, Sharp mm. Dazzler. So that's, that's probably short enough now. Um, has got the get-back pattern, but... It's just been exceptional its last two, and I think it's sort of better than these. Interested to see Grand Meteor for Golan. It was, you know, it was only a maiden that it won and got everything in its favour, but might just be, you know, a progressive type that you look back and say, yeah, it was, it was a good price there. But look, oh, I think Sharp Dazzler's just got a better turn of foot than them, and should probably be winning that. And anything interstate? Yeah, I think the Guineas is a really good race. I think Flemington's a really good day, but. It's not an easy day to find winners there, but um, look, one of the best grand final trainers you'll ever find is Kieran Maher. And King Colorado, he's very good fresh. He was excellent last start. Yes, there's a chance Riff Rocket is just a superstar. He might be very, very good, but um, 
third up, blinkers on, big track, Kieran Mark in Colorado, I think 750 and 250. You are going to be around the money somewhere. It's a good horse. This is a perfect trap, perfect trip. As I said, blinkers and mark, tick, 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 tick. So it'll run well at $7.50. All righty. So your three, Gold Coast Race 5, number five, Beers. Eagle Farm, race nine, number two, Sharp Dazzler. And in the Australian Guineas at Flemington, race seven, number three, King Colorado on an each-way basis. I uh, reckon the blinkers will be a huge plus to that um, King Colorado. But I'm tell you what. He, he might need the agates out. He's, I tell you, he, 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 might only, need a he, uh, he only, he's, he needs to step up this horse. He's a good galloper, but he's, I reckon he's got a, he's a bit cheeky. I tell you what, it's a good point, isn't it? He's one of them ones. I, I reckon a lot of them hold on to him for way too long, but you know, when they're well bred and they show something, yep. you, you've obviously got to, but he's a perfect scenario. He's very good. And he's just that length of, yep. Like, he's one that I would be just holding as long as I can because I think he's that good. So the blinkers, like you're saying, Sammy, that could be – not only could it save his, his agents, but it could, could be uh, the real making of a yep. a very good stallion. But, you know, if the blinkers don't work, like you're saying, he's just that length of winning a lot of races. Um, yeah, I think he's a very good one. So let's hope they do work because if he does go on and win this with the blinkers, he, he could have a very good 12 months. Now, I was going to ask you about the, the upcoming fight, but we've run out of time, Gibbo, so I will do that next week. I'll give you an extended four minutes. How's that sound? Oh, yeah, no, that's fine, because if you'd seen some of the form, um, probably not much to talk about. All right, I want a summary next week. Summary of how you're going, <laughs> when it is, and what okay. you're training you're undertaking. Okay, super. Thanks, Gibbo. Have a great weekend. Bye. See you, boys. See ya. Sammy, Tips. Righto. Uh, yeah, I'm short and sweet this week. Uh, Eagle Farm, race six, number four, Transatlantic. And race seven, number five, Traporti. Uh, you can get it at a price. I reckon I reckon it'll be winning. I'm going uh, I'm going with Gibbo. I think race nine, I went with Sharp Dazzler as well. I've just lost the number of it, but I'll get back to that. Uh, I also like race 10, number 14, Lady Ladar. And in Sydney, race six, number one, Manal. South Australian horse racing tips at South underscores tips on Twitter. Race three, number two, race three, number two, dual fuel to win. Race four, number five, Lon Road X each way. Race seven, number eight, Minchuli each way. And race eight, number one, Mike Khalifa each way. Follow South Australian horse racing tips. He tipped four out of seven winners in Adelaide on Wednesday, yeah, Sammy. Good. Yeah, and good. that tip, of course, I was talking about, Sharp Dazzler, is race nine, horse number two. Sammy, have a great weekend. Have a great time in Byron Bay and then... Fraser Island and wherever else you end up, travel safely. Thanks, Chris. It'll be good fun. All the best, punters. Catch you in a couple of weeks.